done. An extremely well put together little droid, Your Highness. Without a doubt, it saved the ship as well as our lives. It is to be commended. What is its number? R2-D2, Your Highness. Thank you, R2-D2. Star Wars fans, move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode 35 of Blast Points. If you can believe it, there's still more Star Wars news. We just, I feel like the Rogue One trailer happened, what, like yesterday? Even Feels like it. It was a few days ago. But even in those few days, it, the, the train never stops, right? Yeah, it's like we didn't even get maybe two days of silence and there was more crazy news. So, news we'd all been waiting for with episode eight. Good. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight. So John Williams, uh, over the weekend, was at Tanglewood Music Center in Lenox, Massachusetts. And he told the crowd that he starts working on episode eight in a few weeks. He also told the crowd he doesn't know who Ray's parents are, and he saw a rough cut of eight, and he wants to work on eight because, as he had said before, he is enchanted with Daisy Ridley's portrayal of Ray and didn't want anyone else scoring her scenes. Ray, her theme has a musical grammar that is not heroic in the sense of a hero's theme. It's kind of an adventure theme that maybe promises more than resolving itself in the most major triumphant resolutions. When we first meet her, she's been alone, she's without her parents. I felt a lot of empathy for that girl. And I think Ray's theme needs to illustrate that. Like, there hasn't even been an official he's coming back announcement other than him just mentioning this at a concert right no nothing official yet he does what he wants when he wants where he wants going rogue yeah. he's john williams <laughs> he's inspired by Jin Erso. he's rebelling i rebel that's great news though yeah i think everyone's gonna be excited to have him back especially at, now that he did seven we can all hope he makes it through nine <laughs> yeah right i've loved 
doing the Star Wars films with all the fanfares and flourish and the galaxy far, far away, I, I actually feel like I'm still in it, that I've never really left it, you know. Having worked on all of the six films, I'm just happy to be continuing to be part of, of the whole fun of doing it. I was pretty jealous he got to see a rough cut of eight. Can't imagine what that would be like. Oh, I know. So I bet you, and J.J. Abrams was probably there, like we talked about. I bet you he was there. Or I wonder if J.J. Uh, had to call him up, sweet talk him. <laughs> to, get, to get it into the screening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, can, <laughs> I, can I get in too? Yeah. Please. So speaking of J.J., last week we had the news that Force Awakens is coming back out on Blu-ray on November 15th. This one's going to have, it's going to be a 3D Blu-ray. It's going to be commentary, additional scenes, um, some more behind-the-scenes stuff that was originally released with the Target release, some stuff on the sound, and all the, my my favorite, the classic bonus features, (laughs) meaning classic of a few months ago. Yeah, I almost choked when I read that part. It's like, all the classic features from two months ago. (laughs) It's, I don't know. Disney's getting a little crazy with this, I think. <laughs> but you know what? I want to get it. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I need just need to find someone to buy my old copy, I think. Yeah. Because this one's pretty much the version that should have came out two months ago, too. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's Star Wars. We're used to getting new versions every year or every couple of years. But this is like a new, I don't know if it's a new high or a new low, where it's like literally like six months later, there's a whole other release. <laughs> For those who remember, for those who will never forget, and for a whole new generation who will experience it for the very first time. <laughs> but at least it has the classic features. Like My first thought was, I'm so used to buying the Star Wars movies over and over and over again, and I'm glad that, cr- that tradition is continuing. The original Star Wars trilogy on video... One last time. Yeah. Yeah, but it's never been six months later. <laughs> no. Well, and at least if they did like a box set with the with the prequel 3Ds or something, like at least then I'm getting something new and something old. Yeah. But if I just have to buy Force Awakens individually, oh man, I don't know. And I'm still hoping they still have time to announce the prequel Blu-rays. I hope. Like, why wouldn't they release those? Unless they shelved that whole idea, I don't know. But they still show them at Celebration. Yeah. You know? Actually, did they? Did you ever look to see at uh, Celebration Europe if they still showed all the movies 3D? They did not. Mm-mm. They didn't show them? No, it was like... Did they show any films at the at Celebration Europe? It was like Force Awakens and A New Hope. I know that was shown. That might have been it. I mean, but Celebration Europe was only three days. That's true. Yes, yeah, so we'll have to see what Orlando does. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace 3D. Only on the big screen, February 10th, 2012. I mean, I'm real curious what the um, the JJ commentary is, and the additional scenes could be interesting. We know there's still so much that was filmed that they haven't shown. I'm just going to be. On the, I'm I'm hoping that that's going to be like a uh, like a Black Friday deal. There's going to be coupons out for it. I just want to get it like as cheap as humanly possible. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe Amazon will have it cheap for, for Black Friday. Like real, real cheap. Like a real, I want a real deal on that thing. Like five or six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like 50 cents 
to 75 cents, somewhere in that range. Republic credits? Republic credits are no good out here. I need something more real. I don't have anything else, but credits will do fine. No, they won't. Credits will do fine. No, they won't. Actually, you know what would have made it totally worth it? If they had like a three-hour version of the documentary instead of the one-hour version, I would have, I wouldn't be complaining. Or if it just had the G897 walking scene in the movie. <laughs> they could charge double for it. A GA97 uh, standalone short film. Where the DVD case is a like a cardboard cutout of GA97. I do like how the cover looks like a framed picture of the lightsaber, though. Yeah, I think the cover's awesome. It's kind of a play on the, the Return of the Jedi poster, but in the woods, like with Rey and stuff. I think that's, I think that's awesome. I mean, yeah, and then the box has like literally has a picture frame on it, so you could just hang the DVD on the wall. Yeah, you can justify the money because it's to yeah you know, to decorate your house. Yeah, you could put you could put family photos in it when <laughs> when no one's around. You take the pictures out, and Force Awakens is hiding inside. <laughs> Look, I bought this beautiful picture frame. <laughs> yeah, you can't get mad. I'm trying to help the house. Happy anniversary, honey! I got us a picture frame. <laughs> it's a picture of us in it. Yeah. Shh. Don't, don't tell. <laughs> don't look too close. <laughs> oh man! So there was some. Uh, there's some rebels news. That um, finally we know when rebels is coming back on September 24th at 8:30 on its new night of Saturday nights. Uh, the first episode on that night, it's going to be an hour long. It's called Steps Into Shadow, and we're going to get we're going to get Thrawn and uh, and the Bendu in that episode. Oh, that should be good. Start starting out the season with the big stuff. Yeah, which is interesting. On was was it the um, the rebels comment uh, the rebels panel from Celebration where Filoni was saying most of the stuff you see in that trailer. It's from the first few episodes. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, I think, what they did last time. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff they show, and it seems, yeah, because it's like, oh, man, look at all this crazy stuff. And then you realize it's just like the first two or three episodes. But that's kind of, I think, worked well for Rebels, where I guess since the beginning, too, they kind of set up the big stuff in the first two episodes, and then they kind of back off from the crazy for a while and build back up. Because we got, what, Vader in the first episode of the first season. I think Vader was back for the first episode of the second season, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there there was the first episode, and then like they re-released the first episode, like on ABC. Remember that? And it had Vader talking to the Emperor. Yeah, that's what it was. Right, that was the network TV version. You're right. And then, um, yeah, that first episode, season two, with Kanan and Ezra fighting Vader. God, that seems like twenty years ago at this point. Your master has deceived you into believing you can become a Jedi. But yeah, it'll be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Saturday nights is awesome. I, I like it. I'm not I'm not doing anything on Saturday nights anyway, so yeah. might as well hang out and watch Rebels. Yeah, go on a date with Rebels. Yeah. You're so beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. So also released this week. It's on YouTube, uh, the Star Wars YouTube channel. There's the Dave Filoni Star Wars show interview, but it's the full hour-long version. Yeah, it seems, I'm about 
a third of the way through it, it seems really good. I think you read the you read you read it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I read, <laughs> you read a, the transcript. I, I refused to watch it. I only read a transcript. No, I yeah, I watched the whole thing, and it's yeah, it's really really good. I know it's intimidating because it's an hour long, and it literally is just pretty much Dave Filoni talking, and every once in a while they cut to like Andy Gutierrez like nodding her head or saying yes or something. But he gives his whole kind of life story how we got started at Lucasfilm, how we got hired for the Clone Wars, um, what's inspired him, his history with animation, his relationship with George Lucas. He's really, really frank about animation and how he looks at everything. It's, it's, really, I, it's really, really, really good, really fascinating. How's it going? Good. I've never been on this show like this before with the couch situation and the whole... Right? Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, there's no, there was no being a fan when I was a kid. You were just the kid. And we were lucky enough to grow up with Star Wars. My first like big job was working on, as a layout artist in King of the Hill. You know, four <laughs> guys drinking beer next to a really? fence in Texas. Really? You worked on King of the Hill? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? If George Lucas called and offered me a job, I'd go. And he and I are like, ah, it's never going to happen. So I just wanted to meet George. So when I was in line at Revenge of the Sith, I can say, yeah, well, I met George Lucas. How cool is that? There was some Han Solo movie news. Han Solo. 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 No, so no surprise to anyone that they're casting for a young Lando. And the front runner, people were saying, is Donald Glover, who I, I at first I was like, wait, who? Um, but then he was in the only thing I knew him from was The Martian. But I guess he's on that show Community, which I've never yeah. seen. Yeah, I think he's been pretty popular because didn't wasn't there a big petition for him to be Spider Man at some point? Yeah, but he, like but people love him. He's in he's in Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, now he's in Homecoming, but it was kind of like before um, Andrew Garfield. Like there was a big petition for people. We're like trying to get him to be the new Spider-Man back then, so he's pretty popular. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be good. I mean, I think it's a given that if you do a young Han movie, young Lando's got to be in it. Hello, what have we here? Yeah, I think so. They're buddies. Yeah, that's the that's the interesting part of their past that people want to see too. Is like how what were they like before Empire? You still hanging around with this loser? And there's the Han line. Like, I'm sure he's forgotten about that. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> they'll, they'll be uh, racing each other. Maybe. They should. You know, Han and Chewie and Lando and, I don't know, Lobot. Oh, man. Woo. Because the the are the comics are canon now, right? Oh, yeah. So this could be pre-mind-wipe Lobot, right? It could be chit-chatty Lobot. Well, Lobot. Which would be wild. Lobot's not with Lando in Rebels. I'm sorry. True. Well, but this, that doesn't mean they don't know each other. That's true. Because what was the time frame of the Lando comic? I mean, it's pre-Empire. It's pre-Empire Strikes Back, but is it post-New oh. Hope time, or is it pre-New Hope time? Because it has Palpatine's shuttle in it, so he's it's after Revenge of the Sith. That's a good question. Uh, well, our uh, Thursday thoughts on, t- <laughs> on Tuesday... You've got a lot of guts coming here. Because that's really what what I'm interested in. Han and Lando, I don't care about. But if Lobot's there, then I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a a tiny bit of Rogue One news. Just right, kind of got eclipsed 
by the the trailer coming out. So Donnie Yen did an interview, uh, I think back during Celebration, and he dropped a little bomb that people just discovered recently, that Jeddah is the planet where they have the resources to build and make lightsabers. Uh, he's a blind warrior, lives in the planet of Jeddah. Jeddah is the planet where they have these resources to build and make like saber. Oh, wow. And uh, he is a true believer, spiritual force. He gets to say all these cool lines. He, can, he can't see, but he can feel it with his heart. That's the closest thing, that's the coolest thing, closest to being a real uh, Jedi. Danian's got all the scoops. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't wait till, like, after Rogue One, he just realizes it's he gets more hits from having Star Wars things, and Danian.com just becomes like a Star Wars spoiler site. And did you see that people were going crazy? Um, Freeze framing the trailer and the part like right after Baze Malbus says, uh, They destroy our home. They destroyed our home. When Baze is shooting at the stormtroopers at night, you see Donnie Yen behind him and his staff, the tip of his staff is lit up. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So but is it like a flashlight lit, lit up or is it like. It kind of looks like a crystal. Man, well, maybe he has a uh, lightsaber crystal on there. He could. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. But that doesn't necessarily mean it light. It turns into a lightsaber, right? No, but he could have, yeah, a crystal in his staff. Dagobah sure is strange. Now, R2-D2, be careful. Uh-oh. Action figures each sold separately, like Luke Skywalker and R2-D2 with sensor scope. R2, come out of there right now. Help me locate Yoda with your sensor scope. You found someone, I'd say. Your search is over, Luke. Ben Kenobi and Yoda. Learns quickly, Edition Jedi. Yoda, R2-D2, and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. <laughs> So on Sunday, everybody woke up to the sad news that Kenny Baker, that he passed away at 81 years old. And I think everybody, you know, if you'd been to any kind of, if you like Star Wars and you'd been to any kind of convention, and I think in the past 10, 15 years, you've probably seen Kenny Baker at one of them. He was at everything. Yeah. He'd been with Star Wars since day one. Um, we saw him back at, uh, we'd mentioned it before, but it's worth talking about again, at a Men Behind the Mask convention in 95, and yeah. came out on stage. He was hilarious. He had leather pants on. Yeah. Leather pants. Crazy stories. I mean, that was our first big convention type thing when they did the Men Behind the Mask tour. So it was a big enough deal just to go to that without seeing Kenny Baker and Peter Mayhew, but then, yeah, Kenny Baker coming out. Well, and that was before um, there were behind-the-scenes documentaries on DVDs or anything, and we didn't, if somebody told us, you know, that's that's the guy that was inside Chewbacca. Okay. we You know, like, yeah. we didn't know, like, now we know what these people look like, you know, but back then, it was yeah, all, we, it was all new to photos us. in Star Wars Insider or... Books or something. Yeah, books. Making of books is all all you could get back then. In addition to being in the original trilogy and all the prequels, he was in 
He was in Labyrinth. He was in Amadeus. He was in pretty well known for being Fidget and Time Bandits. He was in Flash Gordon, The Elephant Man. And Gabe, did you know he was originally cast as Wicket, but he got sick and Warwick Davis replaced him? Yeah, but he got to be Papa Lou. Mm-hmm. And the most action-packed Ewok scene. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing the speeder bike. <laughs> the hero moment. So all the human qualities that were given to R2-D2. And I think pro- probably one of the big reasons we love R2-D2 or everyone loves R2-D2 is because of what Kenny Baker probably gave to the empty tin can that was R2. Yeah, because it is. It's like, it's subtle, but and when once you realize, you know, what, you know, if you pay attention and realize what are the Kenny Baker in a suit scenes versus the animatronic stuff, like, you do realize how even though they were subtle little movements, they, they did bring a lot of personality to R2-D2. He did. And it's pretty incredible that he was able to be in that tiny little can, you know, for hours and hours and still come back for more for four movies. Yeah. <laughs> five movies. Right? I was reading interviews with him, and someone asked if it was comfortable inside the can. And he was like, oh, God, no, no. <laughs> it's horrible. I I didn't know I I or I had forgotten that he's listed on the Force Awakens credits as R two D two consultant. Yeah, because I don't think he was able to actually do anything other than. Well, you know I don't know because didn't they say at one point he was supposed to be in the movie and then they changed it and I wonder if it's once the script got finalized and they realized R two D two wasn't in a lot of scenes that they didn't want to make a eighty year old man go into a can. <laughs> well, and I saw. Pictures of him at the Force Awakens premiere, the European premiere. Uh, I saw pictures of him shaking hands with George Lucas. and But I'm glad he was at the Force Awakens premiere. Yeah, it's good. It would have been sad if he didn't make it to either of them. It was kind of weird after the high of the Rogue One trailer that to kind of get hit with that. Yeah, well, and it's sad to think about, too, that this will potentially be happening more often as the original cast and crew are all getting up there in age. But I don't know that I would have thought Kenny would be the first to go. He always seems so happy. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. He did. Or like, you know, Peter Mayhew's happy, but like he's been, hadn't been in poor health for so long. Like you're always like, oh man. Yeah. It's going to be sad that day, but Kenny always seems so cheerful. Maybe just in comparison to Anthony Daniels. <laughs> Anthony Daniels will probably never die because he's too grouchy. <laughs> Far too sour. It can, it goes without saying. You can't say that R two D two is underrated in any way, um, and I I don't think there's anyone that would argue the importance of R two D two in all seven movies so far. But I don't know. Um, I think it's worth talking about just how important R two D two is in all seven movies and the Clone Wars. Yeah. So George Lucas even said that. Basically, R2-D2 is the hero of the saga. So, And I think before the, the video where he said Jar Jar was his favorite character, I think in interviews, R2-D2 was always his favorite. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, maybe it's tied with Jar Jar now. Yeah, and he just gravitates himself whoever to, to whoever the, the most important character is going forward. Yeah, and he's the one character that knows everything. He's been there the whole time, and his memory's never been erased. He knows he knows more than anyone. Yep. So let's run through each movie real quick, and we'll just talk about how 
Everyone would be dead if it wasn't for R2-D2 over and over and over again. <laughs> All right, episode one. First time you meet him, he's saving the queen's ship. Power's back! That didn't do it, did it? Um, he gets Anakin out of Theed hangar so we can go blow up the Trade Federation ship and turn off the droid controls. Artu, get us off this autopilot. It's going to get us both killed. You did it, Artu. Episode 2, he saves Padme from being melted by hot lava. Yep. He's at the wedding at the end. Yep. I like to think he was the DJ at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Three is the MC, but R two is the DJ. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Maybe maybe three PO did some rapping. I I like to think that he did. Let's let's hope it it was 2002. It could have happened. R is for R two D two. He never eats and never sleeps, and only talks in poops and peeps. He's clever in so many ways to tell you it takes days and days. Briefly, he's like a computer, only cuter. So I like to think too that R two D two. By saving Padme, he assured the birth of Luke and Leia. Well, and he was with Padme basically the 10 years between uh, Menace and Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, because doesn't he, um, he comes out, does he come out in the beginning of Clones? Yeah, he's, he's Padme's, um, he's in her uh, Naboo fighter. Mm-hmm. That's right. So he's basically Padme's protector. Until it's time for Anakin. You ready to go, Snips? Master, they just delivered your replacement astromech droid. This is R3S6. I've heard that the new R3s are far faster in thinking skills and more powerful than the old R2 units. And best of all, Master, he's gold. A gold droid for gold leader of gold squadron? You can't replace R2. Don't worry, Goldie. You'll get to know him later. Come on. Man, where's the Chuck Wendig book about the Padme R2 years? Yeah, where's the T? Maybe that's the live action TV show. (laughs) I would be all, all ready for that. Well, there was, you know, backtracking, there was the news that came out during the week that, surprise, surprise, Lando in disguise, Natalie Portman visited the sets of the of even Rogue One. Yeah, man. She's not done with Star Wars. She wants to come no. back. No, you listen. We live in a real world. Come back to it. You're starting to become a Jedi. I'm, I'm a senator. If you follow your thoughts through to conclusion... It'll take us to a place we cannot go. R2 can just play her as a hologram. Maybe she can be like Siri. Oh. When they need questions, they ask R2 and Padme's hologram gives you answers. <laughs> Let's hope. Just directions. Let's hope. So episode three, uh, he saves Anakin's ship from the buzz droids. Mm-hmm. Anakin would be dead if it wasn't for that. 
Uh, he outwits the battle droids, covers them in, in oil. R2, go back. I need you to stay with the ship. Yeah, take this and wait for orders. Hey, you. You stupid little astro droid. He short circuits to distract uh, General Grievous and the Magna Guards. Right, yeah, yeah. So Again. he gives Anakin and Obi-Wan a chance to get their sabers back. Mm-hmm. He, he, so then one of my favorite parts is he, when Obi-Wan comes up at the end, after his business with Anakin, with you were the chosen one and all that, when, when he comes up, you can see R2 up on his tippy toes, watching, still looking at Anakin left on the side of that hill. So he, yep. he saw the whole thing go down. My brother, Anakin! I loved you! Um, Then in Clone Wars, he's Anakin's best friend through the whole thing. There's tons of episodes of R2 being a hero in Clone Wars. But kind of most importantly, in Season 6, he goes with Yoda to Dagobah and beyond. Yep. Yeah, so again, he's there for everything, all the big stuff. Episode four, he's the carrier of the Death Star plans, stolen by Jyn Erso and crew. Pretty important now, especially. Secret mission? What plans? What are you talking about? I'm not getting in bed. I'm going to regret this. He risks everything to get the plans to his old buddy, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He has Obi-Wan's message. Even though Obi-Wan won't admit he remembers him. Oh, yeah. He still did it. He still did it. Obi-Wan kind of gives him a diss, but but he knows what Obi-Wan's up to. He knows the game. Yeah. Hello there. Come here, my little friend. Don't be afraid. Oh, don't worry. He'll be all right. Well, then the droid does belong to you. Don't seem to remember ever owning a droid. He finds Leia in the Death Star computer. Otherwise, those idiots, they'd never find Leia as soon as they got to the Death Star. Yep. And according to Force Awakens, while he was on the Death Star, he had access to all the Empire's maps. Yep. Took it all. He's like, oh, this will come in handy. Uh, he saves everybody from the trash compactor. Garbage matches on the engine level! No! Shut them all down! Hurry! What? Listen to them. They're dying, R2. Curse my metal body. I wasn't fast enough. It's all my fault. My poor master. We're all right. Mm-hmm. And also, he is there. He's still turned on when Obi-Wan is first telling Luke about the Force and his father. In the trench run, Luke, uh, R2 fixes Luke's X-Wing enough so he can keep flying. And ultimately gets shot himself, helping Luke. Yeah, but he's fine. He's okay. Because he's an extremely well-put-together little droid. Yep. Um, so everyone would have died in the original trilogy. 
and the prequel trilogy if it wasn't for R2-D2. Let's just, yeah. let's just re- reiterate that. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, he fixes the Falcon's hyperdrive. And he is witness to Luke and Yoda's first meeting. My home? Slimy? My home this is! Which, also, R2 has been to Dagobah before. He knows full well what they're doing. He knows who they're going to see. But also, R2 is playing that whole back and forth, like, with the food, with Yoda. Like, R2 knows full well who Yoda is. That's Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and that's maybe even more reason why they're bickering with each other. Could be. but They're old friends. Yeah, but R2's like, yeah, I'll play this game with you, though. Like, Luke can't know who you are yet. Yeah. Return the Jedi breaks Leia's chains so she can get free of Jabba. But most importantly, he has Luke's lightsaber hidden away. He cuts through the Ewok net so they can all get down. He saves C-3PO before the barge explodes. And I'm sure he saved some aliens of, of dying of thirst on Jedi's, uh, or on Java's <laughs> sail barge, too. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite parts, that, like, they're on the sail barge. Like, Luke is about, everyone's about to be fed to the Sarlacc pit. And R2 is so chill that he's just like, yeah, I'll give some of these yak faces and weird aliens some drinks. Whatever. Yeah, I got time to bartend. I'm not sweating it. He's like, I haven't bartended since Padme's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to be back. Maybe maybe it's R2's plan. If he gets the people on the sail barge a little bit tipsy, maybe some of their shots, you know? Maybe they'll shoot Luke's hand instead of, like, in the head or something. You're right. That was probably his uh, his plan all along was to just get everybody wasted <laughs> on, the par- on the party barge. <laughs> have another drink. Come on. Why not? You're not going to be able to – you're not going to have to shoot your blaster or anything today. It'll be fine. So, episode seven – uh, he pretty much saves the entire movie. As as everyone knows, he's the only person that can actually tell anyone where Luke is. Ah, D two, you've come back. You found what? How dare you call me that? Find Master Luke Howe. Come on, to We must go tell the others at once. And pretty much he gets Ray to Luke Skywalker, thus beginning the new story. Yep. It's neat, though, going through this because it reminds me of, I wish I could remember the, the artist who did the comic, but you remember the comic strip where it's basically all the big scenes through Star Wars, basically from uh, R2's eyes. Yeah. It's a really cool comic strip, which mm-hmm. unfortunately I don't remember who did it. I'm sure we can find it. We'll post it. 
Yeah, if we um, can find it, we'll post it. It was really cool. Yeah, we'll post it. Same sort of deal where it's like R2 is very important to the Star Wars story. You know, we love R2 because all the stuff he's done and how important he is. But, um, yeah, the human element that Kenny Baker gave him. Yeah. Yeah, and if Kenny Baker wouldn't have did what he did so well in the first movie, he wouldn't have been such a beloved character that justified basically being brought back again and again and again. Well, it's, it's good for kids, isn't it? It's a good, good kids movie. And, uh, you know, there's no blood and real murders of any kind, so, and there's no swearing of any kind, which these days is quite a, it's, it's a different thing altogether. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, okay. I'm getting about, about three letters a day from all over the world, from Argentina and Finland today. So, you, you, you know, it's a the surprise, really. And we forget that um, it came out while filming, well, eight was filming, that uh, the new guy Jimmy V was doing some work inside the R2 suit in eight, because obviously, probably R2 has more to do in eight. Yeah, that's a good point. I hope so. BB 8 and R2 team up, hopefully. Yeah. Well, and I, I can't wait to see um, if Luke and R2 are reunited in eight. What that would be like. This R2 unit of yours seems a bit beat up. You want a new one? Not on your life. That little droid and I have been through a lot together. You okay, R2? Good. Oh, man. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think that, that would be and a... Then, r- and just seeing Ray and R2, because BB-8's not going to be there. We may, never, may, not, may not even see Ray with BB-8 in Episode Eight. We may not. No. If, because I mean, he's back with Poe. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think Luke and R2 coming together again could be a really awesome scene. Everyone will be crying. Yeah. They'll get up, run out the theater, put a paper bag over my head, run back in, watch the whole movie with a paper bag with eye holes cut out. <laughs> Just stuff your glasses with Kleenex. <laughs> I don't want to miss any of it. Make special, special little hanging cups under my glasses to catch the tears. <laughs> Tear troughs. <laughs> R2-D2 tears are the most magical tears. <laughs> What's that little device, 3PO? Hmm? Oh, um, it's a sonic capsule, sir. It was a, a birthday present from R2. Oh, R2, what will I ever do without you? I know I shall never see your like again. Oh, yes, I do mean it, R2. R2? R2-D2? I don't believe it! R2, it is you! <laughs> oh, R2, you foolish, reckless, wonderfully brave little unit. What do you mean, what's all the fuss? We thought you were doomed. Detonated, reduced to cosmic splinters. Oh, R2, it was horrible. So, Gabe, we have one new iTunes review. That's it's not bad. No, it's not that. It's fantastic. I'll take any, you know. Uh, and this one is from Van, get, Vando Wilrissian. That's good. Yeah. And Vando writes, top-notch podcasting. And they write, Blast Points is currently my favorite podcast for all things Star Wars. So much so that I make it part of my daily routine. 
Since I came to the party late, I've been going back to the beginning and making my way through. The love and enthusiasm these guys have about the wars truly makes this the most enjoyable listening experience. Thanks for your contribution to the community, boys. That's great. Thanks. Th- yeah. Th- thank you, Vando Will Rissian. Thank, thank you. you. Thank 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 you. Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode Seven, thank you. If you if you like the show, you should head over to iTunes, uh, leave us a five star review on there, and we'll read your review on an upcoming show. You must contact me. And also, you should like the Blast Points page on Facebook. You can talk to us on Twitter, and we're also on Instagram. And you can read some Star Wars stuff that I write over on DoomRocket.com. I wrote a little thing about Rogue One last week. You can read that. I do weekly Clone Wars recaps. I shouldn't even say weekly because I've missed a lot of weeks. Yeah, I don't remember when you did the last one. It's been a while. Yeah, last one was Blue Shadow Virus, so... Okay. Well, I could see needing a break after that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for episode 35 of Blast Points. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next week. See ya. Thanks. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. You're going to have to go much slower if you expect me to understand you. Yes, I can see you're happy. I can see that very well. You're moving around as fast as you can and beeping away like mad. But why? What makes you so happy? Oh, so that's it. You're in love. May the force be with all of you. There's weird space sounds in the background. Star Wars. That's the Star Wars music? It's Star Wars, so there's space. Right, that's true.